Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Today is Thursday, June 8th. Happy last day of school for my kids. Finally, we're done. I'm feeling so good about this, you guys. I feel like we're getting really close to this vacation that I'm about to take. I feel like every – I don't know if other – people listening to this show are in the same boat as me. But when I'm packing up for a vacation or about to go on a trip or when I have like a lot of things coming up, I get really anxious. It's not about the flight. It's not about the travel. It's about the to-do list. And I knew that I had to finish school. Well, I had my little sister's wedding last weekend. So that was like, check. Okay, move on. Now finish school, check. And now I can really say I'm getting into the vacation, doing my last loads of laundry, packing by tomorrow. I should be almost all packed. All right. You hate leaving your dogs. Welcome to the show. For those of you that are new here on YouTube, welcome. Hit subscribe because it's going to be worth it. And I'm trying to hit 5,000 subscribers before the end of this week. So I have about 200 more people that I need to subscribe to this show. Um, I go live on TikTok every time. We have a Facebook group called Daily Dose of Donna, same name as this group. The link is below. So please sign up. And if you are, or, or, you know, what is it called? Request to join. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you so much for the five-star review rating and review. It means the world to get more people on board with Daily Dose of Donna. I have had so much fun growing the show. Let's see. It's June 8th. I started January 6th. So five months of doing the show. Wait, what I consider January, January, February, May, March, (laughs) April, May, and then I'm just starting June. I think it's five months. Um, I'm never really sure about this month thing. You guys tell me. If I started on January 6th, I know it's an awful day to start. It's the day of the, you know, the whole uh, White House. But if if I started January 6th and it's Jan- June 8th, have I do- been doing this for five months or six months? I think five. I think five. Um, I'm also three days from my birthday, June 11th. So I'm about to be 42. Five months. Thank you, cats, coffee, and cocktails. You guys, I'm good with a lot of things, but not geography and not amount of months. You know, we can't be perfect. We cannot be perfect. Okay, you guys, we have a big show ahead of us today. Obviously, it's Thursday. It's the morning after. Is anyone feeling a little emotionally hungover? Is anyone feeling a little bit like that weird, oh my God, it's the first day of summer break, like we've left the last year of school, like we are done because of Vanderpump rapping finally. So today what I'm going to do, 
I was chatting with my TikTok crew. I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to start with OC just because there's not that much to talk about, but there's a couple things I want to talk about. Real Real Housewives of OC. And then we will move on and obviously talk about Vanderpump. That's going to be the majority of the show. Um, It's – well, I'll tell you this. Let's start here. Let's start with OC. I have so much to say. So I got a lot of DMs yesterday. Obviously, by the way, if you ever want to reach out to me, if you ever want to say hi in a DM, the best place to do it is to Instagram DM me at this is Donna Bowling, D-A-N-A, obviously. And that's because Facebook Messenger and I are not friends. We do not get along. I forget messages. I'm not good with it. But Instagram, I'll, I'm a, like a crazy person about checking those messages. It may take me a couple days but I will get there. Okay. So we are going to, um, we are going to start with OC. I have high hopes. I always have high hopes for a new season of a new show. Always want to assume that it's going to be the best, you know, that we've seen yet, but you always have to remember. And I think a lot of people were very, very bored with the premiere of OC, as was I, but you always have to remember the first episode of any new season is never going to be crazy. It's never, unless you're back on season two of uh, Jersey, when there was the big fight between, you know, Joe and Joe in the in the baby shower or whatever that was. But honestly, it really is always usually a setup episode, meaning you're trying to set the story. We haven't been with these ladies for a long time. We have to kind of remember where they are. We have to catch up with what's going on in their lives. We have to see how much plastic surgery Terry DeBrell has gotten. We have to find out, you know, um, how many kids this new Jennifer has. Like there's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, updates, right? Like you have to know, right? And obviously we find out from Tamara that she's back on the show. Uh, she is honest saying I, I left the show and now I'm not. So this is a little bit of fourth wall breaking, which I thought was interesting. Here's one thing you guys, uh, full disclosure. I love Tamara. I do. I love Tamara. I um, have become DM friends with her. Now we're not like BFFers, but she sent me some Vena CBD. Um, I'm in real life friends with Teddy Mellencamp, who's her partner on Two Teas in a Pod. So I want you to know that, but I'm also very honest. And I think Tamara, I I, I think she's a, a a breath of fresh or a fresh of breath, the way that uh, Teresa likes to say it for this show. I think we need her, right? That being said, um, how do I know Teddy? I know her from Los Angeles. Our kids are the same age. So we spend time together a lot when our kids are younger and we share the as a mutual best friend. Okay. So the show opens with a little bit of this Tamara Eddie situation. Now, like I said, love Tamara, her and Eddie. I don't love to see relationships where every comment is like a sexual comment, right? Especially because you know, cameras are there. So I always wonder about that when you hear people talking so much about like, yeah, baby, I'm going to get it in your butt. <laughs> You know, it always makes me wonder. Now, that being said, Lance and I do that sometimes too. And we do have, thank God, knock on wood, a healthy sex life, even though sometimes I do wear t-shirts in bed. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's cold. Okay? That's just a foreshadow towards Tom Sandoval for later in this episode. I know. It's shocking he's still married to me. Um, I also sometimes wear socks. Ah! You guys, I wear socks sometimes during sex. Okay. So, um, so, uh, so 
I think it's always kind of funny when couples are very like, hey, baby, I love you and you're going to take it in. So it's a lot of that, right? It's a lot of that between her and Eddie. Then we, of course, and I'm not going to recap this. This is not a recap show. This is just like a my thoughts show on it. Then we are going to talk a little bit about Jennifer Pedranti, the new girl. Now, I have no issue with her. I heard, okay, this is a side. We all remember Kelly Dodd. A lot of my audience likes Kelly Dodd and her husband's show. In fact, I like Kelly Dodd on Jeff Lewis. Jeff Lewis is is the glue that holds all of the people together. Remember that, right? I love Kelly Dodd. I mean, I love Jeff Lewis. Kelly Dodd as her own person and a lot of her opinions and thoughts, not necessarily, but she had this recap today and she, so she recapped OC for YouTube with her husband. And when I tell you this was the meanest recap I have ever seen in my entire life, it was pretty, 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 uh, intense. So she just like went to town over Jennifer Pedranti's, um, wire hangers, and shoes in a box. It was mean. I didn't like it. I am not someone, she also was fat shaming, um, which one is it, Emily? She was just, it wasn't a nice episode, but she has personal issues, right? Like she has issues because she used to be on the show, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to tell you this. I will never be mean like that. In fact, I had that John Fuda content comment yesterday from Real Housewives, how he looks like Mr. Wooly Willy or whatever, the toy. And I put a TikTok up and I got one comment saying, this is mean. And I was like, it is mean. I pulled it. I don't want to be the mean girl. I'm not trying to be the mean girl. I want to be the fun girl. We're the funny ones. We're the uplifters, but we're also going to just be honest, right? Like we're going to talk about things. So when you meet Jennifer Pedranti, she seems like a beautiful woman. I have no idea who she is as a human being. I don't know who she votes for. I don't know if she supports gay marriage. I don't know any of that shit. So please don't come at me if she is a raging racist. I have no idea. I just know that from what we saw on the show, she seems cute. She seems like she's in a very um, happy relationship with her boyfriend. She seems like she's got lots of kids. That was interesting. And then she's unpacking in her new home. And you do see a box of all her shoes just thrown in a box, which by the way, relatable sister, relatable. We are all, if I am moving homes, I am not like individually wrapping my Steve Madden shoes. And you did see a Steve Madden shoe. And you know what? More power to her. Why do you think you have a box? I like relatability. Now I understand when you compare that to like a Heather Dubrow and her castle, the gate behind the gate behind the gate behind the gatehouse, it's a little bit tricky, you know? It's a little bit tricky. But anyway, she has some nice clothes. She has some shitty clothes. She has, or like, you know, more affordable, I should say, clothes. And it worked. I don't really have much to say about her because we don't really get to know her other than that. Then we go on over. Oh, yeah. And then she owns this yoga studio, studio and ends up having this yoga event. By the way, what she said about court, about hot yoga, I thought was beautiful and amazing because she's like, I went to hot yoga and that was it. Like I became addicted. And that's how I feel. I love hot yoga. I love it. There's something so – and I hated yoga my whole life. And I'm obsessed with hot yoga. I started it in January. You guys wonder where I get my muscles. Okay. So – Let's move on. We see, of course, Emily and um, Shannon walking Archie the dog, and that's when Emily drinks out of the dog cup. I had to fast forward it. I could not go through it again. I am highly, like, I will never fat shame, but I will drink out of a dog bowl shame. Sorry. Just like, I'm like, hygiene, 
friendly, right? So, but I like Emily and I like Gina. Gina and Emily are boring reality characters. Honestly, they are, but they're so real. Emily with her, with her body struggles, with her husband's struggles, with her, you know, honest feelings about her kids. Like I freaking love that. Do you think every mom driving around, you know, streets with their annoying screaming kids are not feeling the exact same way that Emily is, which is like, I want to sometimes drive off a cliff. I am not absolutely not ever going to hurt like, or like going to take someone to task. Cause we all say all the same things. Okay. Like why didn't anyone go after Lala for saying, Oh my God, if I had to marry Sandoval, I'd put a bullet in my brain. It's sarcasm. We can't be that offended in life, guys. We cannot be that offended. We have to sometimes just like pick your battles. Okay. Gina is at the getting her braces, the braces off with all her kids. How old are her kids? Are they all three the same age? They all looked exactly the same age. Um, Emily's daughter should be an actress. I mean, that was so funny when she was doing the McDonald's order. And it was cute. It was fine. It was cute. Heather Dubrow. Not a huge fan. Just myself. I don't know why. I think that Heather Dubrow to me is not the person that I would probably connect with if I was on, in in that circle. I would connect probably more with Emily and Gina and Tamara. I don't think that like Heather would be my person. Um That's it, really. Terry Dubrow, also not my person, looking like a wax figure. We've got some situations there. Lots of lots of stuff going on. Now, if my husband just got out of meniscus surgery and then I started talking to him about my girlfriend and my issues, he would be like, no, no. Like, we're not, like, I just literally got out of anesthesia. Like, I'm not talking to you about Gina. It was a very strange choice, like while she's rubbing his foot. Okay. So then they go to this yoga thing, Shannon and Tamara. Now this is why it's a little boring because in this scene, Shannon and Tamara are beefing, right? Tamara felt Shannon had ghosted her. Shannon had felt maybe this, like she didn't get support from Tamara, whatever. Why it's boring is because we're all on social media and we all know that they're besties now. They're back on Tres Amigas. They're going on tour. They're doing all the things. So that's kind of boring to see play out. Um, Even when they had like the trailer for next week, they have this like big fight between the two of them, but we know they're besties now. So it's kind of like, eh, it's not that interesting, you know? Um, I am going to give it all my all. It looks pretty. It reminds me of sunnier days because it was shot last summer. We haven't seen the sun here in four months in Los Angeles. So I will continue to watch, but I'm not, it's not going to be like live watching, right? Last night was live. Okay. We did it. Rip that bandaid off. Moving on over to Vanderpump. Yeah, this is interesting. Yo, your girl M's just said, Bravo really needs to get a handle on the spoilery social media, media and PR, which is going to be a lot of what this Vanderpump rules talk is about because the reveal. We have all been talking about this online. We have all been like, you know, speculating on what this big, like shocking twist will be. And this is why this was a problem because we would have all watched the show no matter what this twist was. I said the only twist that would have like shocked us is something really, really huge that no one has speculated on. But we've all speculated and we've all known every single thing about kind of all of these rumors. So unless they were going to give us something that no one had known, 
he shouldn't have said anything anyway. The speculation about Raquel and Tom hooking up in Mexico happened months ago. In fact, I had a TikTok that went bananas viral because we were just talking about Jeff Lewis before I started recording. I'm going to open up TikTok really fast. I hope it, it doesn't. Um, you know how sometimes when you open up TikTok on your on your page, it immediately gets loud. Um, I'm going to find the date of when I talked about the fact that they hooked up at the wedding. Um, and this was done this happened, this this hookup at the wedding was announced or kind of um, revealed by Paul and Patrick, who were Stassi's dress stylists, and they were on Jeff Lewis on – how am I going to find this? At some point, I have to find it, right? They kissed at the wedding. Here we go. It has 635 uh, – April 13th. On April 13th, I posted that. That was the day that they were on the show and they said that they did see Raquel and Sandoval kissing. So the fact that we all don't, you know, like the fact that Vanderpump Rules producers haven't kind of like thought to themselves or spent enough time maybe in TikTok to realize that like we all knew this, right? We all knew that they've hooked up since Mexico, we also all knew that she was missing for three hours in Mexico. And now through Sheena speaking, I believe, on Jackson Brittany's podcast last week, or maybe Jackson Brittany were on Sheena's podcast, I can't remember. We all knew that Raquel had told this girlfriend of hers that was supposed to spend the room, share the room with her, that you can't stay in my room. Production won't let me, which is not the truth. We all have had this feeling and this big reveal was supposed to be this big evolving timeline, which everyone assumed was going to be that it started way before Mexico. But all we know is that it started at boys night, just like we thought, but then it continued in Mexico and it continued throughout. Now I will get into what I thought this big reveal did show us, which was pretty revealing, but the actual information that she shared was not in any way surprising to anyone that has been paying attention to podcasts, to social media, to TikTok, et cetera. And I'm curious if you guys thought it was. I posted something about how I was disappointed in the reveal and most people pretty much agreed. Okay. Lots of girls, lots of people on my um Lots of people on my TikTok live are have a lot of comments, and some people are saying the reunion jumped the shark, and this was so, you know, stupid, all the fighting or whatever. I will say this. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. It was hard, hard to watch. It was hard to watch because my heart always goes to the underdog, and so I don't like seeing a lot of people attack one person, especially when it's women. It makes me feel uncomfortable. However, we have to remember that this was shot on March 23rd. We all found out about the affair on March 1st, March 2nd, around then. This was days, weeks right after the affair had been discovered by Ariana. Everyone was hyped up. Do you guys remember that day that we found out they were shooting the reunion? Like paparazzi was there. Like it was in tense. And so this was their first time speaking to Raquel. This was their first time speaking to Tom. This was their first time being able to kind of air it out. Plus, given the fact it's a reunion. So of course at reunions, everything's heightened. Everything's a little bit more, you know, elevated. People had a lot of pent up um, energy in them and 
it, the reunion kind of calls for arguments and yelling and mean comments. That being said, it was still hard to watch. And I think you can agree both. I think you can say it was deserved and it was clear that they were very mad and it was understandable and it was hard to watch. I think that's totally normal to say. Um, couple thoughts. Rachel had, and I'm going to go back and forth and say Rachel Raquel, stop with the comments, you guys. Just like I'm telling you this right now, okay? It's whatever comes out is what comes out. Rachel had a very, very rehearsed um, reaction to the entire reunion. I think she knew most of the questions that were going to be called or asked of her. I think she assumed she was going to get torn down. I don't know if she was going to assume that she was going to get torn down as much. It was bad. It was bad. And if she is struggling with mental health, this would send someone into a severe problem. Um, if she wasn't struggling with mental mental health, this would send someone into a severe dark hole. I can't imagine not only the fact that this is happening in life, but then this is happening on TV for the world, but then this is happening in a room with all these producers and cameramen and makeup artists watching and no one's saying anything to back you up. It is hard to watch. And if you don't see that, I wonder where your heart is. I know she messed up. I know she was wrong. I know she sucks. I still don't sit well with seeing someone being taken down that way. That's just who I am. Sorry. Okay? I know that a lot of you guys are going to come down on me for that. Now, that being said, if I was in the situation and one of my friends was screwing with Lance, I would probably be devastated and yell too. I don't think I could have said all the words she did. I really don't. I think the words were really, 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 really bad. Now, Ariana kept her composure. I don't know how she did that. She was able to, but there's a part of me and I was talking to a girlfriend of mine yesterday and she said the same thing. She said, Donna, we were all already on Ariana's side. She didn't need to be the mean girl because it would have almost been better if she just almost said nothing. Now, I understand her hurt was coming off as anger. I know that you guys are gonna come at me for this. Well, maybe you're not. Some of you are saying, yes, she was really angry and because, and that's because she was really hurt. And she was taking out her anger, all of her anger towards Sandoval on Raquel, but that's how these things work. The women, um, yes, thank you guys for being respectful. It's, uh, we have disagreements in our TikTok comments and I appreciate it. There's, we're not like name calling. Thank you. You know, it starts at the top. And if I'm the top of this show, I assume that we're all going to stay pretty respectful. Okay. All love, all love. This is just reality TV, but it does hit a nerve because we've all been in situations like this. I do think that um, that the woman gets the worst of it, always. And in this case, it's a little tricky because she wasn't just a random woman. She was Ariana's friend. So she does deserve to get a lot of flack for this. This is not something that she did unwillingly. She was a willing participant. This sucked. That being said, Sandoval is the freaking jerk of all time. He is the winner of the jerk of all time. And if you are going to his shows, if you are supporting him right now, you have to wonder about that. Like, why are you going and supporting a man 
that is capable of this. He ruined Kristen's life. He ruined Ariana's life and he will ruin Raquel's life and he will ruin multiple more women's lives and probably men's lives. He kind of ruined shorts too. He will take anyone down to get ahead. And the way that this entire thing was all calculated from Tom. Now, I don't know if Raquel was the girl that was going to come clean and tell Ariana, but it sure felt like at least she had some semblance of maybe we should say something. She still is wrong. Okay. Andy called her diabolical. It was crazy town. Crazy town. She was wrong. He was wrong. He is worse than her. She's pretty damn bad too. Either way, it was hard to watch. Okay? Um, Okay, so a comment. Let's clarify. Ariana nor Kristen's life is actually ruined. Absolutely. You know I'm being a little bit dramatic when I say that, but for all intents and purposes, Kristen's life got like thrown in a gutter because of Tom Sandoval for a while there, and so did. But that's like Kristen also was part of that. So like I guess we can't really talk about that. But then also – um, Ariana, I mean, her whole life got uprooted. Now, obviously, I don't think she would ever look back and be like, this is a bad thing for me. She's killing it. But God knows what's happening within Ariana emotionally. God knows what's going to happen in the future with her trust issues. God knows what's going to happen with her sexual, you know, abilities, getting torn down by him. There's a lot of stuff that like I bet she hasn't really come to terms with because it's been such a, what we call in Hebrew, a balagan. It's been such a, like a hoopla. And so I think that, you know, she will come to at some point when things die down. We're talking weeks and months from now. I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. I just think once like something about her opens and that kind of just starts going, then they're going to start shooting a new season. So it may never end. But I do think there will be some moment at some point where she's going to be like, OMG, she's going to need serious therapy if she hasn't already started. I think she has. Okay. That being said, yes, Ariana will be fine. Kristen Doty's fine. And Raquel hopefully will be fine. But I am worried for her. And this is why. When I saw that final reveal, so for those of you that didn't watch, the reveal was nothing new. It was basically just saying that, you know, she slept with him boys' night in the jacuzzi or the night of the jacuzzi in Ariana and Tom's house while Ariana was out of town for the funeral. We also find out that she continue, continued to sleep with him multiple times in Mexico and the affair never stopped. It p- picked up speed. Here was why this was the most tragic and maybe more, most telling part of the reunion was this reveal, was her emotions that finally showed through. Now remember, we have seen Raquel cry two times on the show in this season. One time when she was in the car with – um with the girls on the girls' trip having a panic attack. Um, the second time when she was aging out of pageants. Oh, no, three times. And then when she was with Peter on their date and she said, I'm worried I don't really know. I guess that was kind of about pageants too, but like James used to support me and now I don't know what I'm going to do. Notice it feels like all of them are male-related issues. Um, validation issues, Right. She did not show an ounce of emotion at the reunion. She was as stone cold and as like like unaffected as possible. That being said, thank God, thank God she was that way because if she was showing emotion, it would have been absolutely awful for like, I don't know if she could have sat through that, right? 
Um, she could have run away. Producers actually were saying, I was listening to um, this amazing YouTube this morning where the producers are being interviewed by Variety and they were saying she was a flight risk. Like they were worried she wasn't even going to stay for the reunion. Um, so she took it. She took it. She took accountability and she took it. Now, she didn't show a moment of anxiety or um, emotion during that entire reunion. What I didn't like was after the fact, right? When she was getting dressed and putting her clothes back on and she made this comment. And of course it's editing. I would love to see just like a 30 minute unedited version of that scene between her and Tom after. But she was like, wow, that was tough. Can you believe James said that I am not an upgrade from, that Allie is an upgrade from me? Like the fact that that's the thing that she actually decided to focus on, not the fact that she was told to have, um, you know, to get effed by a cheese grater or that she's subhuman or that she's this, this, that, or that she doesn't deserve to like be on this earth or that she, you know, should be like cringing for the rest of her life, like all these horrible things. But all she really kind of focused on was the fact that she's now considered a downgrade. Interesting. Because her first thought was how James views her. And then the fact that they were laughing, that they made each other laugh. Now, we've all laughed when we're nervous. By the way, 200 people on TikTok, thank you so much. We've all laughed when we're nervous. We've all felt these kinds of things. Um, So I'm going to just like give her the benefit of the doubt. But in this six-day-later interview, she finally breaks down. Now, she had a very close relationship with Jeremiah, the showrunner, is what I was her, what I was told, and he was able to open her up. He could read her like a book. He said, you look like you're in pain. She looks technically like she has been crying for days. She said, I am. She looks like she says, um, what's his name? Um, where Jeremiah said, you are you know, this is the moment to tell us the truth. Like, what's the point of holding on to the lies? I can tell you're lying whenever she kept talking because she didn't, she was there to tell the truth and she didn't want to tell the truth. She was there to open up and say it. And then she still held back details and he pulled it out of her, which was amazing, right? To show the comfort level that she had with him. And then here's the crazy thing. The tears came and they came hard, but they didn't come because she realized I dumb fucked up and I messed up with Ariana and I'm a horrible human being. Maybe they were there for that reason. The tears were really based in one thing and one thing only. I'm scared of Tom. I am alone. He is the only thing I have and he's going to kill me. He's going to be so mad at me because we had a... A, a, a pact basically of what our story was going to be. And I'm so scared that he's going to hear this and not be happy with me. And so when we talk about this idea of why the contracts haven't been signed, I think it's because of Tom, because there's no show without Tom Sandoval. We all know that there's no show without Sandoval and Sandoval may decide after seeing that I don't want to be, I don't want to do this again. Because now it's clear and obvious that I was a liar. Not only did I lie about the affair, but now I'm lying about the lie. So that is my situation. That is my thought. I think in this moment, Tom has told, now remember, we're beginning of March. I mean, beginning of April, okay? When this was all happening, the end of March, beginning of April. Remember what was happening. Sandoval was on tour. 
He was showing up on stages. He was getting all you TikTokers that are posting all of it, you know, touching his body and and all of that. He was getting all of this love from freaking strangers. It's so shocking and weird. So he's feeling good. He's hanging out with this girl in Austin. Remember the blonde girl, the Ariana lookalike. He's going with this person. He's going with that. He's doing this. He's doing that. Raquel is completely off the map after this interview. We have not seen her. We have no idea where she is. No one knows where she is and what she's doing. And she is my feeling is he has coached her to announce the breakup or her parents have forced her to announce this breakup and I think that she is still head over heels. This is my gut feeling, that she is still head over heels. I'm going to talk about that, about him being on the show next season, that she is still head over heels and that he has moved on. And he's going to drop her if he hasn't already. Although we did see him talking to her on the phone, but so they could still be talking on the phone. That doesn't mean he's in a relationship with her. And her life is forever, when I say forever, Ruin doesn't mean she can't have a comeback. It means that her life will always be, her name is connected to being one of the worst people in the world, right? A mistress and also um, like someone that went against their friend. That's horribly hard to pass through. That's incredibly hard to move past. Her life is for all intents and purposes, like completely effed right now. And she, yeah, it's Monica Lewinsky, which by the way, Monica Lewinsky got a comeback and she's, thank God, okay. But do you know how forever long she had to struggle with this? And Monica Lewinsky wasn't even like, there was no TikTok back then, you guys. There was no TikTok like that there is now. Like Raquel is so screwed. Anyway, I feel so, I actually feel bad for the future version of Raquel when she realizes that Tom screwed her over because I don't believe that Tom and her are together. I don't believe he's going to stick by her. And I think he's going to move on and do it to the next girl. And this is just, you guys, Tom Sandoval is awful. Now let's talk about this idea of getting them back on the show next season. Um, so, okay. There's a great, like I mentioned already, there's a great 20 minute variety, um, variety YouTube. So when you're done with this, go and find it. Or if you're in my Facebook group, I posted it there. Um, shout out to Kara, my doser who DM'd it to me. So this was an incredible interview with Alex Baskin and Erica Forsyth. She works for NBC Universal and Bravo. Also, Sheena was interviewed and Andy Cohen, right? I think that's it. And asked all kinds of questions about the reunion, about this and about that. Okay. Um, Andy Cohen wants them all back on the show next season. Andy Cohen is like, I think the entire um, show, the show should get all their principal cast members back next week, next season. I think we all need and want to see what happens. Alex Baskin said, we're going to film in a few weeks. We're going to see what's going on. Um, We're starting to send out contracts. As of right now, we're assuming everyone's coming back. She can definitely say no. Sheena said, 
I don't understand where and how her parents would ever allow her to come back on the show. Apparently, she okay, you guys, this is crazy. Sheena said that a James and Raquel engagement engagement party. So this is 2019. James and Raquel's engagement party. Um Raquel, what year was this actually? Now I can't even remember. Was it 2020? I have no memory of anything. Um Raquel's dad spoke to Charlie's boyfriend. So you guys, this is like a little bit, you know, telephone, game of telephones. But apparently, allegedly, Raquel's dad spoke to Charlie's boyfriend and said, I don't believe this wedding will ever happen. I don't think this will ever actually go through. And the second that Raquel looks bad on the show, I'm pulling her. Okay? So just think about that. The second that the show is bad for Raquel, I'm pulling her. So I, Sheena's like, I can't imagine a world in which her parents believe that she can actually do the show again, unless while she's at this mental facility and gets diagnosed and pulls off this whole, oh my gosh, this was where my mind was at. I needed to get on medication. I was taken advantage of. I was, you know, in the cult of Tom Sandoval, something like that, where she can kind of pull that out. I don't know exactly where this is going to go. So we'll see you guys. Yes. Comment from Sandy. If she was my daughter, she would disappear from the public. If she was my daughter, I would never in a million, gazillion, quadrillion, a gazillion, ever, ever let her do this show again. Ever. That being said, you actually don't have your, you don't have your platform for a comeback if you're not on the show. But I can't imagine a world in where she comes back on the show and and finds her way back in. She's not able to do that, you guys. This is not the show for her. I just don't see. Um, so yeah, you guys, it's going to be an interesting watch. Um, obviously, you guys on TikTok are here. You're invested in this conversation. 250 people. For those of you that are new here, thank you so much for being here on the YouTube show, on the podcast, Daily Dose of Donna. Thank you for following. And if you guys... Um, subscribe and everything. You will get all my updates. I have one more show before I go out of town to Israel um, and Greece, and I will be commenting and stuff from Instagram stories and on the Facebook group. So don't you worry. I'll be around. Um, Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you, dosers. I love you, dosers, and I'll see you tomorrow.